a spooky, scary skeleton. A spooky, scary se- It's we! It's here. We've been waiting. We've been dreaming. We've, we've been, been praying. It's ween. It's ween. Last year for ween. Yeah. We did nothing. We did nothing. Well, I was in another country. I was also in another country. We were there together. We were there together. We weren't going to set fun. a day aside to do a ween record. We were in another country. We were in Japan, so I am sorry. But now we're making up for it because we did a ween two weeks ago. Now we, we're doing we did another ween. We're doing a lot, and we're doing a, a ween right now. And like we're, we're, I just I love Halloween. So like, tell me about your Halloween traditions, okay. your whole thing, like. What are we? What are we going on? I no longer have traditions because I'm an adult woman. Yep. But uh, you gotta create your own. I know. I know. I used to love to dress up. I would think about my outfits for weeks mm. and weeks. One time, I was Tonks from Harry Potter. Yeah. Did and, you dye your hair? Uh, no. I just had like a long purple wig, which wasn't <laughs> what Tonks did. But no. whatever. I didn't want to cut it. I was scared. Yeah. And then I made my own Weird Sisters T-shirt. Oh my god. Yeah. And I handmade. I, yeah. I built it in like whatever not photoshop clearly ms paint ms paint that's what it is and then i wrote weird sisters and like papyrus and then i printed it out and then i put it on the shirt and i was no one knew who i was absolutely no one no but i did can i have that shirt can i make it can i put it on my red bubble i mean (laughs) i think that's the only place it could be i'm sure that clip art was illegally obtained of Mm -hmm. the witch's hat of course course. what's your favorite outfit that you've ever worn for halloween oh my god so there was one iconic moment i was wee baby the smallest baby Mm -hmm. and i was a full pink cat like Mm. bright cotton candy pink big Mm -hmm. big mane like kind of like a lion did you choose this i don't i don't remember don't remember just cute cats have never been my favorite Hmm. but like i was i was probably like four and i had like (laughs) fuzzy paws i had this full like pink like leotard ankles to wrists and i was just running around like i'm a cat Wow. Fucking trick-or-treating was the best thing. It's the best thing. We got candy. Mm-hmm. Whoa, whoa. Candy, candy, candy. And then you used to trade the candy at the end yes. of the day. You got to dump it. We did this. We did the pillow sack way. Oh, yeah. Same. Yeah. I needed the most. Right. Like the little the little pumpkin buckets are so small. That's too small for it, me. No. Um, you dump it and then you sort like A tier, B tier, mm-hmm. C tier. And you have that one friend who likes like sweet tarts and you just like throw all the sweet tarts at them Is yeah that you? one i do like sweet tarts but they're not like as good as a reese's i'm not it's a good fool. to know this but like someone's got to eat the tootsie rolls i love the tootsie rolls i was that one they i received are, them they i had really, really good are. trades i had yeah. yeah i had a good time and then my mom would do the mom tax which was all the almond joys <laughs> yeah my sister would do that nobody wants those like, ew i'm a kid i don't want to eat an almond i didn't but now i want it now you want it now I actually want it mounds dark chocolate mm, yeah mm-hmm. sun's almond Ugh, just coconut dark chocolate i'm alive that's just yeah yeah you know what i just realized though is that halloween also offers an opportunity to run around as a kid yes your neighborhood which you can never i wasn't never encouraged or allowed to do you didn't you you weren't a cul-de-sac kid run around you lived in a cul-de-sac no i was i never went outside you, you didn't do like some rollerblading around with the i neighborhood did kids? when i was really little but i also wasn't good at it right away so i didn't like it so mm-hmm. i put it away and then i okay. went on the computer and played neopets right uh, the one time i remember we were in this one specific neighborhood that people would like come to to trick-or-treat in because yes. people got into it yeah, and yeah, so yeah. we were we were not part of that but we could walk to it oh, yeah i did that too my friend lived in like a giant fucking mansion because her dad owned a bunch of strip clubs it's whatever oh and he would get the most intense stuff full-size candy bars yeah he better everybody was bussing in to, to see their house and so we were we were just right in there but i i didn't i don't like chocolate that much i'm not like a big i like chocolate but i don't like kids candy chocolate yeah i don't like I don't, it that much anymore either i don't like milk chocolate i never like you never chocolate. did you no. never liked a milky way milky way was the most prized no see i was oh. always a dark chocolate bitch so if someone was like handing so out a weird. sweet 70 percent lint truffle i'd be all over it <laughs> as a child why would they be doing that they wouldn't but that's what i really wanted so a lot of the chocolate went that's why i had to eat the sweet tarts god that's yeah. a nightmare yeah but what you know what's more of a nightmare is the fact that one day mm. I went on Amazon mm-hmm. and I bought a book called Halloween and Satanism for four dollars. Tell me more. Brandy. It's from nineteen eighty seven. Oh my god. If you haven't listened to our satanic panic episode What are you doing? You should, but you don't need to. You could just Google the Satanic Panic and watch some 
whack videos that oh people God. made. Just like PSAs. PSAs about how Dungeons and Dragons is gonna make your turn your kids into witches, which is true. Which is true. And well, you're a DD era, you are a witch. Yeah. Yeah. And how about how well I'll get into it. Everyone got very afraid and there were some crimes done, but like what what about Halloween? Okay, so Halloween and Satanism was written in 1987 <laughs> by uh, Phil Phillips, who's an evangelist. Phil and Phillips? An, uh, Phil Phillips. Oh, so his parents were, were bad people. Yeah. They were... I see why he's like this now. Because mm-hmm. his name would have been Philip Phillips. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So he wrote this one along with some other titles maybe you'll remember from your childhood. We wouldn't. We're not that no, old. No, not the 18, not the 80s. Turmoil in the Toy Box. Oh. Sunday Morning Mind Control. Oh. And Dinosaurs, The Bible, Barney, and Beyond, which focuses on how there is like a lot of dinosaurs in kids' cartoons. And how dinosaurs are, what, kids' propaganda? Yeah, it's because, propaganda for evolution. Because dinosaurs aren't real. Yes. Okay. If this were another podcast, I would be talking about that. Yeah, a different time, but, different day. <laughs> but he was like... So there, I don't know if there are Christian bookstores anymore. I think there are. Yeah. But these like pretty much filled the shelves of the Christian bookstores. He was in making bank. He made so much money. Yeah. Um, and he believes that Halloween is godless. Oh, wait, by the way, the theme of this episode is modern myths that scare us today about Halloween. Oh, yeah. I mean, I... It started because I had to buy this book. It started because of the book, but that's what we came to. I just really wanted to read this propaganda, and I'm like, we should probably make an episode out of this. Yeah. Continue. Oh, it's just, it's it was $4. Did mm-hmm. I mention that? Mm-hmm. Um, so the, the book opens up, and I'm just going to give like a little book report. And, and Please. Stop me anytime. It's not a lecture. You no, know, I need you to my do this because I tried to read a little bit of it, and I couldn't. It's awful. It's just ravings. Just mad ravings. It is exactly that. <clears throat> so let me just, I'm just going to read you just the, the intro. Yeah, please, please. And then I'll summarize the rest. But this is from, this is from Phil's point of view. He's writing this about an, a traumatic experience he had. Mm-hmm. This is what, you know, starts off the book. Chapter one, the spirit of fear. <laughs> the night outside was cold and damp. An eerie darkness hovered over the city. As I stumbled through the dimly lit, closed-in room, I bumped into the many others who had also, who also were desperately struggling to find their way out of that dark and dismal place. Suddenly, I felt a cold hand grab my arm. <gasps> Let go of me, I yelled, as fear, which is um, italicized and bolded, oh, of course, welled up within me. I became wet with pres- <laughs> perspiration. <laughs> Presbyterian perspiration. <laughs> Started to laugh at how I can say perspiration. As I pulled away from the cold hand, again, it grabbed my arm. Again, I pulled away. I leapt forward, only to look into the face of a horrible creature with, quote-unquote, blood running out of its nose and mouth. There was a lot of pushing and shoving in the room. I tried to leave. Ouch! I moaned as the heel of a shoe crushed down on my foot. So mean. Get off my foot! I yelled. Pulling free, I managed to get out of that room, only to find myself in another equally dark and oppressive one. No! From a loft near the ceiling, the eyes of a black cat stared down at me. Owls, bats, and frogs guarded that awful place. Nothing scarier. Along with hundreds of other young people, I finally made my way out of that haunted house. (laughs) With the door swinging behind me, I said to myself, if this is Halloween, who needs it? Who needs it? Okay, so now he had a bad time. He had a, a really haunted bad house time. where a teen in a mask grabbed his arm. It just sounds like, and this- so he was like, nobody else, nobody else can have fun. Yeah. Well, so his thesis for this whole book is he just starts with an anecdote, which is how the best sermons start. Of course. Um, hook him in with a story. Of course. So his thesis is that fear is not of God. So basically, like fear- that's not true. <laughs> That's not true. God loves fear. Listen to me. (laughs) Have you been in a church? These are Christians. They are like... Churches are built to make you scared. I know. I think... This is like new Jesus dudes. They're like the rainbow. Oh, neo-Jesus. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So he's like, fear is a debilitating force. It can cause one to lose the proper perspective of life. It can destroy the very life of a person. It can cause both physical and emotional illness. It can cause one to lose faith in God. <gasps> okay. Yeah. 
Okay. Yeah, because when I see a frog and an owl and a bat in the same place, I know that my faith is all but dissipated. Yeah. Um. Obviously, his was challenged. Yeah. His faith was challenged. So basically, he's saying, like, is Halloween for children? Is there a link between Halloween and Satanism? Yes, yes, absolutely. Of yes, course is there what is. Philip yes. is saying. Yes. Philip Phillips. Um, and uh, is trick-or-treat and jack-o'-lanterns and bobbing for apples, is that okay for my kids to take part in? Mm-hmm. Um, fucking no. All yeah. right, Karen? No. I, you can't, no. You and, kids and can't it, take part know, this. this is that, not like that far off, it didn't die in the 80s because I remember I had friends that weren't allowed to do Halloween. I did as well, yes. Yeah. This is like a, this is a, this is a mindset. Yeah. For sure. Um, and so basically he goes on to say like fear is not of god i don't know i could read you the quotes but i really don't i mean here's from the bible this is what he says there uh, is no fear in love but perfect love casteth out fear because fear hath torment he has feareth not made perfect in love and that's 1 john's 4:18 so i guess i guess um so he's saying Halloween is not just innocent fun. So he's definitely not fear-mongering right now, making people afraid of an innocent holiday. No, because fear is not of God, and he is a godly man. He's a godly man, definitely not making people afraid of things that's just a bunch of teens having a fun haunted house in their neighborhood. <sighs> it was scary. <laughs> he was scared he didn't like it. Nobody can have fun if I can't have fun. It, okay, listen. Yeah. Halloween is an abomination in the eyes of God. And... Uh, but today, nowadays, people, people are just, there's movies, there's movies out that are scary. There are scary movies and, they, and are for people kids. watch them. E- you know E.T.? Mm-hmm. Have you heard about E.T.? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Let me tell you about E.T. The most popular movie of 1982 was E.T. This movie, which generated over uh, $313 million in revenue, introduced the world to the world a fetus-looking creature <laughs> who had the power to physically heal, levitate, and create a psychic bond between himself and his little human friend, Elliot. Terrifying. Horrible. The second most popular movie of 1984 was Ghostbusters, <gasps> which was also a comedy, which is, he has a whole section about how mixing comedy and horror normalizes horror. Right. And yeah, that's not of God. How dare you? In this movie, a woman becomes demon possessed. Mm. She and a man have sex mm. on an altar to the goddess Zool. I will say that that's pretty intense for a kid. It is it really. Scene. I honestly like there is some weird stuff in Ghostbusters and kids probably shouldn't be watching it. Yeah, they can. Yeah, no, they're going to. Um, anyway, the act causes the goddess to manifest herself and she appears out of a golden pyramid. Supernatural power transforms mm. the couple into gargoyle. I mean, you've seen. You, you we know, know it. Anyway, fear leads to the occult. <laughs> so, yeah, and that's bad. And you know that. And Halloween is a celebration of death. Yep. And, you know, like, our society in 1987 mm-hmm. is changing so much. Even the Internal Revenue Service has given tax-exempt status to the Church of Wicca, <gasps> the official Church of Witchcraft. What is that? What which, even is that? They're, they get to be a church? They get to be a church? Really? Like us? Which means your gift to witchcraft is tax deductible. Oh my god. Charitable donation of religious nature, same as if you were tithing to the Church of Jesus Christ. It's the same. How come somebody else gets to do a religion? <laughs> do exactly what I do. Well, no. No. That's not no. even a thought. No. That it's the same. It's not. It's not. It it's can't. Witch- Craft. It's witchcraft. You can't. It I, is witchcraft, but witchcraft is fun. Does he know that the main tenet of witchcraft is do no harm? Yeah, but I mean, in the Bible, it says, like, you can't suffer witches. So I think they're, like, <laughs> directly at odds with yeah, because each other. the Christians do harm and the witches don't. I get it. Uh, uh, oh, uh, oh, what a sub-icy take. <laughs> so... A spicy take? What else a spicy take? Brandy. I'm going to clip that out and I'm going to send it to your employer. Thank you. <laughs> she would love it. I'm sure she's, she would. Yeah, she's really into that shit. Um, so a lot of this book is just like kind of going over stuff we talked about in previous episodes about mm-hmm. how Halloween is um, like a druid kind of ancient Celtic ceremony. Yeah, the end of harvest, the beginning mm-hmm. of winter. But he tells it all very straightforward. And then he's like, see... <laughs> The end of harvest. And he's like, and they used to sacrifice people at Stonehenge. But they didn't, um, that was kind of disproved. Yeah, they didn't do that. Also, he's, but no, he says that in the book. Like the first sentence it says, (laughs) 
they killed people at Stonehenge every Halloween. And then he said, scholars don't think this is true anymore. But they Randy. did. But they did. But they did at some point. Also, let me tell you about something else that you really need to worry about. Yes, please. Masks. Oh, they're scary. They're scary. Okay? Mm-hmm. So, a very popular, I don't know if you know this, a very popular Halloween custom is the wearing of masks. Never heard of this. False faces. Of course. Witch masks, devil masks, cat masks, bat masks. People hide behind all sorts of masks. So many masks. So many Snapchat filters. Some hide behind hats. Oh. And still other, including today's youth and others, hide behind dark sunglasses. Oh my god. Wait, you're not allowed to wear sunglasses? I don't know. Well, you know what? At school, this is what I thought immediately. At school, you couldn't wear sunglasses because people were like, had to tell if you were high or not. Is that why? Yeah. Oh. I thought it was just like kind of rude. It is pretty rude, but... Like, it's like sunglasses indoors. Hmm. Um, yeah, so people all over the world have worn masks for various reasons, droughts, epidemics, other disasters. Oh, he would not be happy right now. <laughs> he's probably not. Actually, I, I looked at his Twitter. Um, <gasps> Is and he alive? He's alive, oh. and he is making content. Oh. I found him on LinkedIn. No, did you connect? No. <laughs> did you get linked? I really don't want to be in that network. <laughs> Um, so in ancient times, by the way, a lot of things are attributed to ancient times ancient in this times. book. Yeah. But I mean, I can't really like call him out about that because we do that too. Hey, at least we use the term CE and BCE. Yeah. He does say in many primitive cultures, which is, what does that mean? Who are they? Who are they? What I don't is know that? what you're talking about. Anyway, in many primitive <laughs> cultures i guess the wearing of a mask was believed to change a man's identity and faculties for the assumed appearance was believed to affect the wearer's inner nature and to assimilate it to the that of being represented by the mask so the masks go on the inside the masks go on the inside so mm. have you seen Halloween Town 2 Calabar's Revenge? Of course I have. <laughs> so in The case, Revenge of Calabar. In case our listeners haven't heard, there is a worry that if you wear a witch's mask, mm-hmm. if you wear a ghost costume, mm-hmm. if you wear... Vampire fangs. Vampire fangs. Then you will become that Because thing. Calabar is going to do a spell at your high school party and you will become that thing. I think it's less that and more... That if you believe it, you will become. It's just that the occult is real. Uh Uh-huh. And I don't think this guy would ever say that he thinks vampires are real. (laughs) But he certainly does. But he does. He does for sure. Yeah. He certainly thinks witches are real. Yep. And he thinks that demons are real. But demons are in the Bible. So, of course. Yeah. And and witches are real. Yeah. So, I... I, And witches' whole thing is that if you believe it, it is. It is. Because it's all about intention. It's not very different. So, he sort of... I mean... Yeah, if I put on fangs every day and I believe and I say to myself, I am a vampire, then in some form, on some four realms, <laughs> I am. Wow. Brandy. Thank you. Are you sure your own book? I'm doing some wordplay here. You're doing a really good job. Should I do a Twitter? I think you should create a Twitter account for our podcast. I, sh- I shan't. I shan't. Um, so... The the problem is that the wearer becomes the mask. And so there's a study question. Mm. Oh, wait, for me? Yes. Thank you. I ask you. Yes. This is how it's written. Yes. I ask you. Yes. Do Christians wear masks? And what kind of masks do they wear? I don't know what this means, Brandy. Do, do, do Christians Christ- wear masks? Do Christians wear and masks? And it's in quotes. So is he talking about like faces like our societal facades facades that we put on when we go out if so if so that's a very interesting question philip phillips yeah do they philip phillips that is interesting like i think you should tell me i don't know i can't answer this i mean like i'm not a christian what what do you call a pope hat is that wearing different hats well i mean the pope is a conduit to God, so I think the hat helps him channel the God <laughs> breeze right directly into his head. Yeah, it's a little. There's a little homing beacon under there. <laughs> yeah, no, that one's completely yeah. just for you know practical use. Obviously, 
and so, but at no other time should you wear a mask. No, he says no it's masks. okay at a funeral to protect yourself against supernatural forces. Wait, what? Wait, protection against supernatural dangers is a function of masks worn in certain ritual situations, such as at funerals. Oh, what is coming at you at a funeral? Scary in there. Scary in there. He said he's he thinks that ghosts are real. This guy for sure. Oh, ghosts are real. Yeah. Well, he's fucking right, isn't he? Yeah, I mean, he's on a lot of it, but I don't know why he doesn't like it. It's just like a lot of this is just him talking about how ghosts are weird. And like, I honestly think he would be a really interesting guest for this podcast. (laughs) It's because he believes everything we do. We all believe the same things. He just doesn't like it, which I don't understand. I don't. I Yeah, I think that's what's fascinating. Yeah, why don't you like it? Basically, this whole book is like, here is all these customs. Here's what vampires are. Here's what ghouls are. Very cool. And then he's like... The Lord does not give us the spirit of fear. <laughs> he does not want us to seek after strange and supernatural happenings. Yet, Yet. there are Christian youth groups oh my all God. over the country who visit haunted houses. Going to haunted houses full of fear. <sighs> One pastor said mm. that he's quoting who is not named. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Haunted houses are places where demons live. This whole idea of children dressing up like ghosts and vampires is actually a mask, remember? Yep. Worn by Satan Mm. to make reality seem like the ridiculous. Yeah, let me think about it for a second. Wait, the children is Satan in a mask? (laughs) The reality of Halloween is Satan as a child pretending to be a witch tonight. I think this guy thinks he's being made fun of. <laughs> I think he's like really defensive because he's like, no, no, demons are bad. Yeah. Stop it. Yeah. You're being so mean. Are we as believers in Jesus Christ following his example when we portray werewolves and devils? Or are we to portray or should we portray Jesus of the Bible? It's a good costume. I've seen that. Yeah. Wait. So it's okay if I dress up as Jesus? Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, yeah. He actually suggests that. <laughs> so, um, hmm. Well, I mean, yeah. Would you like to know the alternatives to Halloween? Oh, my God. Let's do it. Yeah. Okay. This section is called, what do I do? What do I do? I'm, a, I'm just a modern Christian parent. And I my kids need something to do. They want to do Halloween. My what kids want to have fun. So, um, have a harvest party. That is Halloween. You know, our, no, no, no. It's not how it's not all how Hallow's Eve brandy, which but, is the but, witch's favorite holiday, which but, is said fifty thousand times in this book. But all Hallow's Eve is a witch's favorite holiday. You do not want to be celebrating that. You want to be celebrating harvest party. That wait, <laughs> that is what it is. Harvest party. Here's okay. what happens at harvest party. Are you ready? Let's yeah. see if you want to go. Yep. Pastors, youth leaders, or parents may plan a party where those who come might dress up as Bible characters. So there you go. Uh, or some costume related, unrelated to <gasps> the traditional Halloween. Wait, wait a minute. This is just Purim. What? The the Jew Halloween. Oh. Where you dress know. up as Esther and party. Did they steal? Did he steal it? Yeah, like everything the Christians steal from the Jews. Oh my fucking God. Which is fucked up because there's so... So many anti-Semitic images. <gasps> Dude. Yeah, that's fucking, that's already a thing. Where you just dress up as Bible characters and have a party. Okay, let me give you another But suggestion. they're not Bible characters, they're from the Torah. Let me give you another suggestion then. Maybe you'll like it more. Maybe yeah. you'll like this suggestion. Yeah, okay. Um, have a country party where youths dress up in overalls, western hats, and scarves. Just, okay, but wait, you could be a cowboy? It can be held at the, you can be a cowboy, that's fine. Yeah. Um, it can be held around the same time Halloween is celebrated. Yeah. It's much more sensible, safer than permitting children and youth to roam around the neighborhoods in the darkness. Uh-huh. And um, while they're doing that, parents can have a prayer meeting. <laughs> okay. Not um, funny. And it should center around praying for the youth as well as rebuking Satan and the witches in your area. So many of them. They're all over. Mm-hmm. So many Satans in my neighbor's window. So would you do that one or do you want another idea? I want another one. I mean, I love a cowboy party. <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like that's kind of fun. Be, I feel yeah. like that might be Halloween. That's um, Hall- I think that's Halloween. Go on. A great, Another great idea would be to have a holy ween youth rally to bring other youths to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. What could be a more crushing blow to Satan than to have others want to Jesus on Satan's holiday? 
do I get to dress up as hunky Jesus? Um, or a cowboy? This is a great question. There's not really any specifics How- given to this. Mm, do I get to dress up as like angel? You can be an angel. Yeah, for sure. You can be an angel. It mm. sounds like it sounds like only biblical characters and cowboys. Cowboys are allowed. Also biblical characters. Are there cowboys? No, there's not. Brandy. No, 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 no. I got really excited. I was like, we should do an episode about the Bible. Cowboys in the Bible. Because <laughs> I don't know. There's not. I learned everything I know about the Bible from this book called Halloween and Satanism. The Bible's from ancient times. Anyway, I just want to leave you with this. Yeah. Um, Halloween is not fun in games. No. It's serious business. Mm-hmm. Cel- witches celebrate it more than any other time of year. I don't know if you heard. Yeah, the witches um, love it. If you have participated in the celebration of Halloween... Even as a child, oh. we suggest you pray the following prayer, announce it, renouncing any involvement in this or any other occult celebration. Mm-hmm. You want to hear the prayer? Hear this prayer? Yeah, I mean, for for all of our listeners, I'm sure they need to know. <clears throat> Lord Jesus, I renounce any involvement I have had with this pagan holiday, Halloween. I serve Satan notice that I will not be involved in the things that represent him, and I choose to do which represents my Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Oh shit! Drop it. Drop the book. She she dropped it. That's wow. it. Thank you for this Satanism Halloween book report. I would like to say one more thing about yes. <laughs> Phillips. <laughs> yeah. Um, so he he wrote a lot about like pop culture in the eighties and like how it was you know the occult and Satanism mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I really enjoy anything like that and I think he made some good points about how. <laughs> Like, kids were watching more TV than they ever had before. Sure. So it kind of, like, messes with you. And cartoons are, like, kind of hyper-violent. Yeah. And th- they were worse. But um, to him, it's that you will become a witch or you will become homosexual from the Smurfs. There is a good... Well, I'm sure someone has. He says there's implied homosexuality in the Smurfs because they're all men. Except for the one woman. Well, there's one Smurfette, so it's either a reverse harem or they're all gay. Which is also of a reverse harem. It's so. neither are acceptable. What? Brandy. He doesn't like anime. He doesn't know about anime yet. He cannot. No one can tell <laughs> Phil Phillips Don't, about anime. Do not no, tell him. Do not fucking tell His him. His head would explode. And now he runs a nonprofit called Kids or God Loves Kids or Kids Love God. One of those. And um, I don't know what it does, but. Don't look into it. I decided not to stop looking into it. Yeah. And that's my book report on Halloween and Satanism. Thank you for listening. Now this book, I own it forever. Wow. Thank you for all these modern fears of Mm -hmm. Halloween. Mm -hmm. Do you want to hear about probably the most prevalent and widespread fear on Halloween that not just Phil is afraid of? I do want to hear about this. Yes. Poisoned Halloween candy. Yeah. We've Mm -hmm. heard of it. We know. Did your Did your mom ever like search through your candy? No, my mom never did that shit. But my friend's mom always did. Yeah. 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 People are afraid of poison or pins or needles, razor Mm -hmm. blades in in apples. apples, In apples. Yeah. These things stuck into your candy. I remember if ever there was a candy that was like sort of opened. Oh, you were supposed to throw that away. Probably throw it away because it's nasty. But Mm -hmm. I don't know. Like my mom would search through and be like, get rid of that shit. Oh, yeah. I mean, I would. I, I, I also was told to throw it away, but I don't think anyone supervised me. So. Yeah, no, no. But but now in, in the year of our Lord 2020, oh. fear of edibles in your candy jar. This is the stupidest Who fucking. Weed? This is the stupidest fucking thing, Brandy. And I've heard of it. What do you have to say? What do you have to say? I just have to. I'm sorry. Yeah. I just have to interject that this is so dumb. Edibles are so expensive. Yeah. I know because I cannot smoke that. So whenever yeah. I do partake, it is with an edible. Yeah. And they are so expensive. And, and you have to they, go to a special store. Yeah. And just like... Why ed- would you... You wouldn't mix that up. You would know exactly where that shit is. Why would you be giving... And you can't... What... Why, what are you gaining from giving kids Jimmy edibles? I want Jimmy to get high off of my supply. This is my supply. It's Halloween. I want to get high and watch yeah. Rocky Horror Picture Show. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So... I remember I was told, like, you can't eat anything that looks like it might have been open. Mm-hmm. You can't eat anything handmade. Like, <gasps> no, no Grammys, oh, like, That's cookies. so sad because someone put love in that. I know. Like, nothing that looks like it could be tampered with. There's a tiny needle hole in it. Can't eat that. So, has a kid ever even been poisoned by candy? We've all heard it. Has it even ever happened? I don't know. I remember when we would talk about it when I was a Girl Scout, there was always like, oh, yeah, this kid in mm-hmm. Oklahoma... 
mm-hmm. died. Turns out, no. Oh, none. No, it's all a myth. No one has ever been hurt or killed by poison candy. No one's ever been given candy by some evil sadist in your neighborhood <laughs> who wants to murder your children. Yeah. Nobody cares about your child, Karen. Nobody cares. Nobody nobody even likes him. No, it's, he's not a special little angel that they just want to snuff out. Nobody cares. Well, so these myths started cropping up the second trick-or-treating became popular. Because the second kids were going out and accepting gifts from other people, Karens around the world were like, my child is perfect. Everyone wants to kill my child. When was this? When did they, the trick-or-treating start? 1950s. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that makes sense. The suburbs. Yep. Yeah. Around mm-hmm. the 1950s. Um, the first idea was that people would heat up pennies in like on the stove and then they would drop them into the kids' hands when they asked for candy. What the like, fuck are you... Burn the fuck out of their hands. What the fuck are you saying? What? Was that, that was, a thing that happened? That was the first like myth that went around that was oh. happening. <laughs> I thought you were telling me this is a 1950s custom. No, none of these things ever actually happened. Wow. That's just what they were saying. And then... That's wild. Yeah. And then after that, in like the 60s, they started coming up with it's poisoned and there's needles in it. That makes a lot more sense. The penny thing is very imaginative. Also, like, how am I supposed to hold the penny to drop it in your kid's hand? I guess you just I'm bring the frying pan out. With the frying pan and the kid's like, yes, thank you. Like, it doesn't work. I don't know. And then things got really moving in 1982. And this one is real that in the weeks before Halloween, a string of people were actually murdered by poisoned <gasps> Tylenol. Oh. That someone had tampered with random Tylenol bottles at a CVS or something, in, and they put poison in it. In the 60s? In 1982. 82. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That definitely. And, and this was before they had those, like, pop sort of, like, uh, films on top of medicine, where it was just, like, a cap you could open. Like, that's why it has those things that, like, if this is opened, like, do, do not, not take this medicine. Oh. That's why. Wow. Yeah. That's fucking scary. Yeah, and it was yeah. it was just random killings, like, of, of just whoever bought this medicine. Yeah, that's so scary. And everyone was like, well, why not candy then? Yeah. So about 40 cities canceled Halloween that no. year. Um, and then, like, hospitals offered to x-ray candy for parents. Wow. And, like, people would not go. They were terrified. Wow. It, it was, like, it kind of ruined Halloween for a while. Yeah. And then... Uh, after 9-11, mm-hmm. there were new myths about mm-hmm. that secret terrorists oh. were giving out cupcakes with propaganda written on them to what? your children. <laughs> Wait, how is the propaganda written on the cupcake? They're just they're just like saying like, fuck America in it's a just cupcake. like ISIS. Yeah. <laughs> and just frosting. Yeah. Yep. Okay. And it's like, nobody cares about fucking little Jimmy. Nobody cares what he thinks. What is there like fortunes in the cupcakes? Yeah, no, no, and and then now, now, yes, evil stoners <laughs> in your neighborhood, oh my God. putting THC lace treats in your candies. They I'm look not. the same. It's chocolate. <laughs> it's gummies. I'm not doing it. Nobody's doing that. All of these reports were hoaxes. Every time someone was like, "I got poisoned by candy," it was a hoax. It was a prank. Mm. It was not real, okay. except for one. The death of eight-year-old timothy o'brien can i tell you about this uh yeah but i'm confused because you said there was no deaths but okay yeah let me tell you about the Candyman murderer oh no yeah <laughs> oh the candy man's coming it's pretty good the the media went all out on this one mm-hmm 1974 in deer park texas halloween night let me take you there yeah um Ronald Clark O'Brien was taking his two kids, eight-year-old Timmy and five-year-old Elizabeth, trick-or-treating in their neighborhood. Mm -hmm. And they were accompanied by uh, Ronald's neighbor, Jim Bates, and his son. So a little little trick-or-treat group. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, They're going down their houses. And one of the houses they go to had all the lights switch off. And the kids were like, oh, we don't care. They bang on the door. Ugh. no answer no mm-hmm. answer it's normal okay you know um and so the kids are like whatever they run off to the next house jim goes after them and then ronald lagged behind to try the door again because mm-hmm. he really needed this i guess <laughs> um and then he caught up with the group and he was like oh my gosh the neighbor was home and he gave me a bunch of these giant pixie sticks for us okay the, the jumbo ones and everyone was like oh my god jumbo pixie sticks one question or they pixie stick branded or did did this neighbor make them pixie stick branded okay yeah 
And so each kid there got a stick and then uh, they had an extra one that they gave to Jim to give to his other kid who wasn't with them. And then uh, Ronald saw this little kid he recognized from church and he was like, here, I have this extra pixie stick. Here you go. Yeah, 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 yep, yep. And he gets really fucking disgusting. When Timothy asked to eat some of the candy and he picked out the pixie stick to eat and he couldn't get the like powder out of the straw. Mm -hmm. So Ronald helped him eat the candy. And then immediately after tasting it, Timothy was like, this is really bitter and gross. Oh my God. And so he, Ronald gave Timothy Kool-Aid to wash away the gross taste okay. of the candy. And he immediately began complaining that his stomach hurt. Oh, no. And he started vomiting and convulsing. <laughs> and they rushed Timothy to the hospital, and he died less than an hour after eating the candy. What was it? So they did an autopsy, and the pathologist said that Timothy had consumed cyanide. Oh, and my God. They, they tested what he ate and they found out that the top two inches of the pixie stick was all just cyanide like pure ass that's like too much cyanide even uh yeah and so everyone freaked out they're like it's happening again Mm -hmm. poison candy is happening um all these parents returned their candy uh and and then they gave it like they gave all their candy to the police they're like no take this yeah it's all it's all got poison and then the police were like we need to look into these pixie sticks. Yeah. And so they actually got back four of the five pixie sticks that were given out that night. Where was the fifth? And they, like, they gave them to the police. None of them were open. And then they called the parents of the fifth kid, the church kid. Oh. And they were like, does your kid have a pixie stick? Because they could have poison in it. And they freaked out because they couldn't find it. Uh. And then they ran upstairs and they saw their son asleep holding the pixie stick. What the fuck? Because he no. had tried to open it, but he couldn't because it was stapled shut. And so he just like gave up and fell asleep. He was that close to You're eating so it. so lucky. Yeah. And all five of the pixie sticks had the top two inches full of cyanide and that they were open and then resealed with a staple. And that's why the kid couldn't get them open. Oh, my God. Uh-huh. And the pathologist tested all the cyanide, and he said that there was enough cyanide in there to kill two adults, and that the other four could kill three to four adults. What the fuck? Uh-huh. Okay, what, what, what? So, what? everyone's freaking out. They're like, the evil candy candy poisoner strikes again. It's happened to us. We all knew it was a possibility. But we know that all those stories are fake. That nobody actually, like, there's no evil trick-or-treater monster out there. It's just, like, the rumor came true. Yeah, so who did it? Yeah. Let's back up and learn a little bit about our bastard Ronald. This is Ronald. Ronald Ronald is the neighbor. Oh, Ronald Ronald, the dad. Ronald is the dad. Wait, wait. The dad of Timothy. Wait, wait. Ronald made these sticks? Let me tell you about him. Okay. At first, the police were not suspicious of him. Yeah. Why? Well, he worked as an optician at Texas State Optical. Oh, how could you be suspicious? He was a deacon at uh, the Second Baptist Church. Oh. He sang in the choir. Yeah. And he was in charge of the local bus program. Oh, how could you? Yeah. yeah. But then they started looking at him weird when they were like, okay, y- you know, you guys got the pixie sticks. Take us back through the neighborhood and show us what house you got them from. And Ronald just like couldn't remember. Mm. he couldn't figure it out and then they like took him to this neighborhood three times they were like no 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 you will remember show us the house and so on the third time he was like oh i magically remember it's this house and he pointed to a home that and he said that the door was cracked open and just like a hairy arm came out and like gave him the pixie sticks (laughs) and he never saw a face it was a werewolf it was just a werewolf. It was a demon. Um, and they were like, okay. So they looked into the house and they found out that it was owned by a man named Courtney Melvin, who was an air traffic controller at the local airport. Mm-hmm. And he didn't get off of work until 11 p.m. Oh, well, that seems a little bit late for your kids to be trick-or-treating. Is that when you were late? It's a little bit late. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. And so they were like, hmm, could it be this guy? And then 200 people confirmed that he was at work that day. 
Wow. Yeah. And then they asked his wife and daughter, because who knows, maybe they have big hairy arm. Yeah. Um, if they gave out any candy. And they said that night they turned out the lights because mm-hmm. they ran out of candy. So they didn't open the door for anybody. Hmm. So. Hmm. So. Who? So who? Then they became even more suspicious of Ronald when they learned how he acted at his son's, his eight-year-old son's funeral. That apparently Ronald had written a song about Jesus and Timothy joining the Lord in heaven. Oh my God. And he got to perform it for television. Ew. And he got so mad because his grieving family didn't want to stay up late so they could watch his beautiful performance on TV. What the fuck? Yeah. He did this to be on TV to sing a terrible song? It is what he did. Oh my god. The final nail on the coffin was when the investigators discovered that Ronald owed debts of over $100,000. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Which yep. is about $520,000 now. So Wait. In, in now times. Okay, okay, got it. Yeah, because this happened in 1974. Wow. Yep. Yep. And... Wait, how is this supposed to solve his debt problem? By having so, like one less kid to take care of? So, let me tell you. Uh, he was in really, real bad place. His car was about to be repossessed. He defaulted on a bunch of bank loans. His family home was foreclosed upon. And uh, just, you know, casually, he had taken out life insurance policies oh, on gosh. both of his kids. The eight-year-old and the five-year-old. Oh, my fucking god yeah and he started out he tried to not be suspicious he started out with ten thousand dollar like increments policy in january and then every month leading up to that he added twenty thousand dollars onto it even though the life insurance people were like this is stupid don't do that why are you doing that he kept doing it and then they learned that the morning after timothy died Ronald called up the insurance agency and asked them about payout at 9 a.m. <gasps> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. This is the worst person ever. It's the worst person in the world. And so the police were like, get me a warrant. And so they searched his house and they found scissors with plastic residue attached, yeah. which matched the same as the pixie sticks. Yeah. And they were like, that's enough. They brought him in, arrested him for murder, and they took him to trial for uh, one count of murder and four counts of attempted murder. Yeah, what the fuck was that about then? Because he gave pixie sticks to his daughter, okay. the neighbor's two kids, and a kid from church. Why did he do that? Well, I mean, his daughter, the life insurance. Yeah, but the persecution believed that he did his kids for the life insurance, but then he attempted to get the other kids poisoned to make it seem like there was some evil Halloween trick-or-treat murderer and cover up the fact that it was just him by, like, having it, like, some random person that's giving out poison candy because he believed that those myths were true. Yeah. He thought it happened all the time. So He, he made like, it real. Yeah. So he was like, if it actually happened here, nobody would look at me like there's some ulterior motive because there were psychos all over the place giving out poison candy. He didn't know that that wasn't real was not real it was not real and so the investigation continued jesus christ and all this evidence started to stack up he's not a good murderer either sounds like um, not apparently he was going to community college and he was in this class and he asked his professor weird questions like hey what's more lethal cyanide or another kind of poison oh what a weird question what to a weird ask question. Ronald. ronald um this is a psychology class <laughs> Um, he went to like a chemical company in Houston and he asked about how to buy cyanide. Oh, fucking weird. It's weird. Weird for anyone. Weird for anyone. Apparently he would talk to his friends and coworkers about his weird interest in cyanide and he would like discuss how much it would take to kill a person. He never got that measurement right. No, it did way too much. He did way too much. Um, and then his sister-in-law and brother-in-law testified at his trial that during Timothy's funeral, he talked about using the money from Timothy's insurance policy to take a long vacation and buy a bunch of stuff. So he wasn't even using it to pay off all of his debts. He's an idiot. What the f- yeah. fuck? And so everyone freaked out and the media got a hold of it. And yeah. so they dubbed him the Candyman, which is a dope <sighs> murderer name sure yeah yeah and then in uh june 3rd 1975 a jury took 46 minutes to find ronald guilty of capital murder (laughs) and four counts of attempted murder oh did i tell you that he pleaded not guilty well yeah of course i mean like that's not surprising yeah and then 
the jury took 71 minutes to sentence him to death. <laughs> oh my yeah. god. Yeah. Holy shit. Um, and so shortly after he was convicted, he was sent to jail and his wife filed for divorce. Okay, she ahead. later remarried and her new husband adopted her remaining daughter. That's good. Yeah, it's sorry about the worst story I've ever heard. So that's the only time anyone was actually killed by trick-or-treating candy, but it wasn't because it was just a fucked up dad trying to kill his own son. It was a terrible man. It was a terrible man. I mean, not that the boogeyman that would give out candy like that would not be a terrible man, but he's just not real. He's not real. Yeah, just Ronald was like, oh, this will be a good cover up this fake shit. Yeah, because he thought it was real. And the defense were like, it's real. It happens all the time. You know what? Yeah. It's not real. It's really dangerous because he didn't just, he would have killed so many kids. Yeah, he was totally fine with that. that. So we could have, I don't know, $50,000. So we could take a long vacation and buy a boat. And not pay off his debts. Yeah. I'm really glad his wife found someone else to marry. Yeah. And that none of the other kids died. And none of the other kids died. Yeah yeah brandy so that's that's a real modern myth yeah that we're afraid of that and that that is really interesting that that happened Mm -hmm. because like it's just like when stories become reality Mm -hmm. like if you think about them hard enough because that was real to him yeah and he i mean he was already like clearly a narcissist or like obsessed like he didn't care about anybody he decided to use his son's death to write a song about jesus so he could be on tv yeah Yeah. that's at the point where i'm like take your debts out of it you're like desperate i need money out of it you just want attention yeah 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 yeah, yeah, for sure yeah i'm sure he loved testifying in court about how good of a person he is oh absolutely but he's dead right yeah he actually did um uh the he got killed by lethal injection which you know we have all we can have all sorts of complicated feelings about the death penalty but there in the 70s it did happen it did happen mm-hmm. um and uh he didn't die as horribly as his son did he absolutely he did not so yeah wow yep wow i think he was in jail for like half the amount of time his son got to live yeah i'm having yeah jesus i'm having flashbacks to halloween's where my Girl Scout leaders would specifically tell us about pixie sticks and to oh. be careful about pixie sticks. Yeah. Because I'm sure if that was in the 70s, they heard about that when they were younger. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But it's the one time it's ever happened and it wasn't even a trick-or-treat thing. It was It was like it a was calculated a- murder by a horrible, evil man. Oh, my God. Uh-huh. So do you believe? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll tell you what I believe. I don't... Yeah believe that halloween is bad yeah (laughs) i really don't i think that's what the conceit here is is that it's halloween is something that is um evil in nature yeah i think it's a way that we handle death because we don't have here we don't have well i mean i people do but i didn't grow up with dia de los muertos or Mm -hmm. anything like there's no way We don't have traditions where we, like, leave food for people or anything. We have no way of, like, handling death. Oh, Americans are particularly bad at that. Yeah. So all we have is Halloween, Mm -hmm. really. Um, And it's not the classiest thing, for sure. (laughs) Haunted houses are, like, scary and, like... Yeah, but everyone loves an adrenaline rush. That's just what it is. Yeah, and I mean, like, literally people have, like, plastic corpses hanging out beside their houses right now. So I get why you don't, you can just be like, ew. (laughs) But, like, it's not, we just have so few vehicles to deal with death, which is a huge part of our lives. Mm -hmm. So I think Halloween's important, actually. Yeah, and I also think it's really nice that there's, like, one time a year where you were, like, you're a kid and you can just, like, go to random strangers and be like, can I have a present? And they're like, yes, because we're so scared of strangers. I know. Grew up very scared of strangers. And, and and like me now as an adult, for the first time being in a neighborhood, I'm really excited to like have candy for kids. I know. I'm so excited. Of course, we're putting out in a bucket so we won't COVID. be there. And we have a little sanitizer bottle for them to use. Yeah, and they, yeah, can, yeah. they can wipe it on the Clorox. But like, I think that's really cool that it's just sort of this cycle of like getting gifts and giving gifts just because that's the day it is yeah i love that it's it's ritualistic and it's community building Mm -hmm. and we just don't have that many 
community activities anymore. Yeah, also spooky, spooky skeletons. It's spooky, spooky skeletons. It's fun to talk about skeletons and ghouls and ghosts. We fucking love Halloween. Yeah, no one is surprised by that. And all the poison candy, that shit is fake. But, uh, you know, if you want to check your kid's candy, go ahead. Yeah, can't hurt. You're fine. Yeah, yeah. like. I would probably do that. <laughs> yeah, it really, it can't hurt. Just, like, look through it, steal a couple Almond Joys for yourself, parent task, mm-hmm. tax, and then, you know, go on. Yeah, I mean, my bad advice would be to, I guess my bad advice would be to hand make, hand craft all of your Halloween mm-hmm. treats you're giving away. Because Spend a lot of time. they're going to get thrown out. Yeah. If you're going to do that, have a Halloween party. A responsible Halloween party. For your friends. For your friends. Who know you. So. And know you won't be putting cyanide in their... Or or terrorist messages in their cookies. <laughs> I don't understand how that works, Brandy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. What about yeah. your bad advice? I think my bad advice would be to put on a mask and let the mask look inward and get into your soul and you become what the mask then represents. <laughs> Do we as Christians wear masks? That's- Do you wear a mask every day? And has that come onto the inside? Do you know the difference between your face and the outer face? No. <gasps> No. That is such an existential question. It's such a question. Like, what do we, and like, especially now that we're not out in society, where are our masks gone? Are where they are replaced masks? with new masks? Like, are we just our purest selves or are we just this new home version is of Is the our- mask ourself and does the mask then taint our true self? What is the difference? Do we tell them apart? Are they all part of us? Is Halloween a time when we put on masks or transcend them? Or take them off and become something else? Something we never were. Spooky, scary skeletons. Spooky, scary skeletons. You should go on Instagram and follow us at Spooky Shit Pod. I also named my personal TikTok Spooky Shits. So if you want to do that, that's fine. Yeah, get on there. But there's very little. (laughs) I'll try to put more spooky content, but mostly it's me dancing. So. And we love that. And uh, you're not going to like that? You like this podcast. You'll like that. We love that. We love it. Don't worry about it. Yeah. All right. Um, um, kisses. Um, yes. Have a happy Halloween and don't become, well, I guess you should become a witch. And yeah, become a witch. Have an amazing D&D. Halloween. Do spells. Put on a mask. And and, uh, and eat, a fuck, eat, a, eat a fuck ton of candy. Happy ween. Happy ween. Happy ween.